0: People went to and fro the earth
1: about their little affairs, serene in the assurance of their dominion over this small, thinning fragment of solar driftwood, which by chance or design, man has inherited out of the dark mystery of time and space.
2: On this episode yeah, well, of Into of the Fray, I have on with me Jack Tessier. He is the founder of the Australian Cryptozoology Research Organization. Jack, welcome to End of the Fray.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, it's about time I got you on and we mm-hmm. talked about uh, all the the research that you're doing out there in Australia. I think one of the running jokes is, for me, between Florida, here in the States, and Australia... It seems like everything wants to just kill you. Everything is super venomous, and they have massive jaws and fangs. And I, I think Australia, though, might have Florida beat with things that can kill you.
3: Yeah, well, um, I've only come across a handful of things here that can kill you, to be honest with you. Well, one being a red-bellied black snake, but a lot of people also say, yeah, can do that, and um, I've heard some gruesome stories about that, too we yaoi's and some very horrific stuff. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we'll have
2: to get into that because much like some of the southern Bigfoot here in the States, your yaoi's tend to be a little bit ill-tempered sometimes.
3: Yes, yes. Um, Some people talk about them being nice or being gentle creatures, and others talk about them being rather vicious and basically want to kill you. Sort of creatures. If if you get into their territory, um, but yeah, that's just a what a lot of researchers talk about, I guess. But um, um, they can be a mix, I guess, <laughs> between peaceful, or aggressive, depending on the area of where they're sighted.
2: So let's back up just long enough to let people know why you do this. Why are you into cryptozoology?
3: Well. My first interest was actually in the yeti. All started from a TV program on the yeti, which I watched and I had such fascination. And, and where I live, there's actually a football team t- called the Yowies as well from my hometown. Yes, yeah, so I always knew, I always knew what a Yowie was a long time ago. Well, kind of not that they were a Sasquatch, but I just knew that they were some mythological creature. And when I got interested about three years ago and I gained an interest from watching the documentary on the Yeti, but that's when I started to learn that we have the Yowie here, which is our equivalent to the Yeti. I've actually come across a few eyewitnesses that didn't even know what a Yowie was before they encountered one and they later on went searching on the internet and they found out what a Yowie really was. That's where it all started, I guess on the Yeti.
2: So, Jack, for those of us that have never been to Australia, how much forest and coverage do you have there on that continent?
3: A, a lot. A, a lot. Okay, if you're in bushland that's not anywhere near big cities, um, which are Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney in particular, you, you could easily get lost. We have a lot of dense rainforest area uh, where I live, and yeah, so we just have, well, we have a lot of bushland, mostly bushland of course, but um, yeah, we have got the you know, going all the way up to the outback. But where I research usually, it can get quite dense, and people quite, it gets that dense that a lot of bushwalkers can have been have gone missing there before, they've got lost there. Just to sum it up, there's incredible amounts of bushland for any, just for for any animal, any undiscovered animal to hide in and have a large population that we could not even know of.
2: And they have, obviously, plenty of other things to eat, and what about access to water throughout most of those forest lands and rainforest areas?
3: Particularly where I research, I went through, in the Wadigan's Mountains, just near me and i went to a bush walk there through the rainforest there and it took me probably about half an hour to get there and it ha- there's a lot of it was, it was a waterfall i went to there's a lot of water where i research as well there's running creek and everything and yeah there's, a, there's plenty uh there's plenty of food source and water source all over australia for in the bushland regions for any animal to survive
2: and jack you are one of cryptozoology's younger researchers how long have you been going out into the bush to research all these these various creatures that are unknown and unproven at this time
3: about three years now feels like a lot longer than that but um
2: (laughs) so how often are you actually able to get out there
3: well, not as much as I'd ideally like to, but um, I do gain a lot of uh, eyewitness reports that come in through email and even through phone, through my site. So that always helps. I've got another report just the other week, for example, and actually I'm hoping to go out this weekend. Uh, it's There's a place called the Wadigan's Pines Campgrounds up in the Wadigan's, it has constant sightings there, and this guy was camping there. He heard a loud bang outside his tent. He got out and he saw this about five foot six yowie like creature, and it's the, it ran off, but it left the dent in his, on his roof of his vehicle, four wheel drive, I think. and he then contacted the forestry rangers, and they weren't interested in it. Um, but that's quite interesting, because this report, because this is at the same campground, that back last year, there was two campers camping there. Something was making some noise, came onto the campground and dragged one of the campers, who was already laying down his bed, halfway across the campground. That camper was yelling out, uh, screaming, or mm. something like that. Um, at a panic, and then the other camper got his flash torch and shined on the creature, and this yaoi-like creature ran ran away, basically.
2: What are some of the main characteristics reported when someone is seeing a uh, yaoi?
3: I've heard reports going up to at least eight foot. Mm. Uh, well, a lot of similar sizes I hear from eyewitnesses over in the States. Uh, some people I've even heard say 10 foot or 12 foot tall. And, you know, then you've got a different range of uh, size. Then you've got the Junjali, which is uh, another form of Yowie, or another type of Yowie, as reported by the indigenous people, that the Junjali is a small little mischievous kind of creature, otherwise called, or also called devil-devil or ninjabin. And... They're about two to three foot tall. From what I hear from the Orang Pandemic, they're kind of similar in a lot of ways, I guess.
2: Yeah, and what about the, the Aborigines there? You were talking about the Indigenous peoples. Are those obviously some of the original reports of Yaoi's in Australia, some of the first written reports?
3: There have all been a lot of Indigenous stories of the Yowie, and there's a... There's been a couple from near, near where I am. There's multiple different Indigenous names. But, um yeah, I guess, I guess you can say there docu- were documented reports to a point through the stories that they told. Because white Australia have never really had, you know, made a big connection with tribal Indigenous Australia, uh, a lot of the stories of tribal of individual mythology we may not, you know white Australia may not be aware of. So a lot of the early reports that you can find on the internet, they're reports, not just, you know, Dreamtime stories, are probably more from settlers or back in the day of the late 1700s going even through to the 1800s, but yes, yeah, so even the early 1900s had some good reports and the small towns too where a lot of the newspapers picked the stories up and talked about them.
2: So Jack, what about you yourself? Have you seen one or do you think that you have been close to one while you've been out?
3: I have had a, what I believe is a close encounter. One day up in the Wadigans where I mainly conduct my research, I was with my father and we got out and I was on this trail, I was walking on this trail where I usually go because I go lot of it's very eerie around there, I get a lot of activity, wood knocks. Uh, I looked over and here was this tall creature facing the opposite way. From what I saw, fairly brown skin or colour, like hair, across to orange, I guess you'd say, but uh, next minute I know, when I continued walking, trying to look over it towards it, it was facing me. Mm. Leaning, from the side of a, leaning from either side of a tree and then next thing I know it was gone so I looked back over towards it who knows, it? I may have just been seeing things or something but um, that's that's probably the closest I've ever gotten if it is a Yowie of course, but um, I've had plenty of experiences from that place and last time when I went to this particular place in the Wadigans where I had my own in- possible encounter I went with a couple of others, and we got wood knocks. And we're also recording. I was recording for a new show called Bush Monsters, and um, I was being interviewed about it. And we had wood knocks, and which were apparently picked up well from the camera. Yeah, I've had some experiences from that particular place. That's probably the only even close visual encounter I've had.
2: And, Jack, were those wood knocks in response to wood knocks that you guys were executing?
3: Actually, yes, they were. Uh, one of the guys who were with us was doing some wood knocks, so we were testing out different theories, you know, like a lot of other researchers do. We were doing that, and we didn't even get to... And keep in mind, um, these, guys were both, these guys were both fairly skeptical, particularly Gavin, who was with us, and he's very skeptical, he thinks uh yeah he's definitely going to insist that kind of thing but he's and then you got murray who's skeptical but at the same time keeps an open mind so gavin was doing the wood knocks and then murray didn't hear it he heard hear the wood knocks at first but i don't even think he heard the wood knocks that much at all he thought he couldn't pick them up through the camera but he ended up doing that so he, they came to good through the camera Gavin and me at first heard really good distinct wood knocks and then I guess they continued quite often around that area so it was quite interesting listen, listening to them when you know, I've, actually I've got I've got very, very, before that very few wood knocks from that area, that was the um, well I've got some from that area but nothing is Constant as that as that will happen on that day.
2: Jack, do you guys out there in Australia also have the the so called gibberish or Sasquatch speak that we have out here? Are there recordings of that in Australia from the Yaoi?
3: There has been a few, but very few reports of that from what I hear from not only researchers but hmm. from some of our witnesses, um or I've never really interviewed our witnesses that claim to hear gibberish. Um, In fact, I don't even hear that much from researchers or even our witnesses where they make, you know, loud howls. Although I have witnessed loud howls before, I was doing an expedition up in Queensland, and I was researching with another fellow who's a Yowie researcher, his name's Laurie Prio, he's actually part of the ACRL and we were camping up in Jimna and that night we were around a campfire it was pitch black, we were far from civilisation uh, up in the bushland of Jimna and then the loudest howl I've ever heard, it, it it was not like any animal species here in Australia I could identify mm. it was Okay, it was like a... I don't mean to go to Finding Bigfoot in this one, but when they try to do the hows, I guess it's all like that, but much louder than they could probably do it. And then it happened a couple of hours later, after that, and we got continuous wood knocks and responses coming from either side of us, as if they were... Yeah, we were actually trying to find each other. And we were doing wood knocks, so who knows, we, they may have thought we were also the owies, and they're all coming together. And then that night, well, when I was sleeping, uh, I went to bed pretty old because I was tired, but it was pitch black because there was no civilization around, and it was just, um, I couldn't see anything. couldn't even see my own hands. But it was about four in the morning, three or four in the morning. And then a would-not happened at the, one of the trees, probably the tree right next to my tent. Oh. But I could find my way out. <laughs>
2: it was right next to your tent.
3: Yep. Oh boy. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah, it was a it was definitely the gym was definitely an odd place. Just one of my many experiences I guess. But yeah, it was a it was great as well, great experience there and there. the only time I've ever heard any anything remotely vocal that could be a yaoi. Um, I mean, I did record what at first I thought could be whoops from something like a yaoi, but I've had it identified as a brown cuckoo dove and that was up near Kilcoy up near Jimna. I've had a well, witness report from there uh, that did talk about vocals or them hearing loud screams. But there was one incident that was some time ago where it was, I used my parabolic dish for the first time, which I got for my 16th birthday, and I used it, and you know, I was listening around, and I started to hear something moving. This was near where I encountered a possible yowie, and so then I started hearing some grunting that also could be a koala. Uh, I'm not suggesting it's a yowie. It could also be a koala, because I know there's koalas there found their tracks and everything, but, yeah so, yeah, so, when it comes down to, when you hear most reports, I mean, you don't usually hear loud screams from up in the mountains and that sort of thing, um, there, have, there probably are some with gibberish, or, yeah, yeah, reported to do gibberish, but you don't hear that much of that, but commonly reported is wood knocks, they're very common here.
2: So how many reports have you gotten personally where someone has actually seen a yowie?
3: Well, I've had a fair few reports of yaois in general, but um, I'm trying to think. Well, I have had, I've had one from a um, from a guy who was actually a, a backpacker from England mm-hmm. was going through uh, the Blue Mountains, the area in the Blue Mountains, which is the Blue Mountains is known for Yowie activity, Panther activity, UFO activity, etc. Um, also file scenes and many other many other strange happenings. He was walking through the bush and then he saw something that was rather shaggy and was looking down on the ground like he was looking for food or something, is what he was saying to me, and um I think it stood up or something like that. But he he said he's not willing to bet that it was the a yowie, but it was just odd. He didn't get a full not think he got a full facial view or anything like that of the, the, the creature. I have had um one report from a guy who actually doesn't move far from me. Um, it was about an hour from me, I think, but he had a incident up near up about four hours. From me so it, it's actually in like uh, the countryside of New South Wales which has a lot of sightings all throughout the state of New South Wales um, even the countryside but he got he saw well something but he described seeing a hand of something so he didn't really get a good visual of something behind the bushes he just saw something like a hand so you didn't get a great visual. But um, there have been many good visual sightings over the years.
2: So he thought uh, maybe this was a yaoi because it was a, a large hand and maybe yeah. the, the coloring and how much hair yeah. it had on
3: it? Yeah. yeah so I've documented some very interesting reports. There was one from a woman about up in Queensland that took place, and she she was talking to a, to an... SES, a uh, helper, volunteer, something like that, who was working back in the 1980s and finding a woman that went missing here, um, up in Queensland. And so this volunteer was helping look for a woman that went missing. Then he saw this strange creature from in the bush. And then next moment, he actually tried to talk to one of the local rangers and the local ranger wasn't surprised, as if he'd known that they're, mm-hmm. they're around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty interesting, especially, um, well, I don't know, you know when I hear his reports, I'm not too sure how real they are, But uh, of course, but um, it's pretty interesting listening to them. But it is interesting if it's, of course, real, but, you know, with the ranger not being surprised at all,
2: uh, Do you have any reports of rangers actually talking about the yowies?
3: The rangers probably won't talk about yowies. And I mean, like you know like I told you before the one of the rangers went being contacted about this sighting, went from this eyewitness. So I've actually tried to I've actually tried to contact the local rangers from the, from the Wadigans because there's a lot of strange happenings that constantly happen there. Um, I've casted foot tracks from there. You know, I've casted, I've casted. You know, this is strange foot tracks. So there, I've had weird happenings from there. I've, you know, st- strange things happen, But um, I've documented some eyewitness reports from there. I tried to contact them before, no response. That guy that had that encounter, he said they weren't interested. But yeah, what's interesting about the Wadigan, you know, I wanna. That tell this is that there's a place there, and it's very, very weird because it's in the one of the biggest Yowie hotspots It's a place called Monkey Face Lookout. I mean, it's a weird name, of course, for a lookout, but particularly in an area like this. Uh, another report I got that's interesting from the Wadigan area was from a guy. He was with his girlfriend at the time and his best friend, and they were four wheel driving. Now, at first... Now, when they were driving down this four-wheel drive truck in the Waddington, something came across and hit their um, car, hit their four-wheel drive, and then they wondered what it was. At first, they just dismissed it as, like, a tree or something. So they continued driving. It happened again, and they they started to panic a little bit because it was a bit odd. Like, something was purposely doing that. It wasn't trees. And then... They were trying to get out there, trying to turn back and everything. He, they got stuck. He looked over, over, over the stuff. Then there was this dead log. And then he saw this like, this large creature, like a yowie, that you didn't know it was a yowie at the time, and it was swinging from either side of a dead log. And then he went home and started Googling stuff like monkey man in Australia or something like that, or gorilla man. He, he described it as a gorilla on steroids. Mm. Um what are he, you saying to me? and then he found out that they were yaois, which was a, a s- Aboriginal mystical creature. So yeah a so that was an, another interesting report I was that was the, up in the against too. So, yeah. so
2: let's talk a little bit about the aggressive side of these yaois. what are what are some of those tales and um, what do they do to people when they get angry?
3: Well, a lot of a lot of um, from what I can tell, this is what do I think anyway. With the Yowie, I think when people enter an area that is their basically their home, they tend to get a bit more aggressive. Where they're constantly seen, I guess you'd say, where they will destroy campsites, where they will do all that. But there have been certain incidents, and just a bit of hearsay, say I guess you'd say. Of the Yowie, where they actually have been reported, not just physically attacking people but killing them. Mm. Um, I had one researcher tell me about some researchers up in Queensland that was going researching into an aggressive area, and then he was seen ripped the half, ripped rip, rip the shreds on a, in a river there. Yeah. so which i I don't know how true that is. I've never heard anything like that before. I'm sure, if it was recent, I may have heard about something like that. But um, yeah, no, that's just I guess you could say a bit of what people say about the yowies. Particularly if you look at the Pilliga scrub. Now that area is about five and a half hours inland for me. That's heading towards the outback, and that's got some. That's got some very aggressive sightings from that area. Uh, I've documented a few reports from the area that aren't aggressive. Just a bit of hearing something through the bushes, they follow them, they find tracks or something like that. But back in the 1970s, I think it was, a man by the name of Bongo, yep, he was a truck driver, and he was driving through there, he started to, he was on the Newell Highway there, which is known for and Yowie and ghost sightings. and so he started running out of petrol, so he, he started running out of fuel, so he had to pull over, and there was a NRMA guy uh, driving past. So he tried to wave him down. And it was getting dark time. He asked if he could help him and that sort of stuff. And then the NRMA guy said, you, you won't get anybody out here after dark. And so he drives, drove off, apparently. And then so this guy had to sleep in his truck about one or so in the morning. I'm not too sure which time it was. But he started to see lights moving outside his truck. Then his truck door was ripped off its hinges, I think, mm. and he was bagged uh, into the bush. Where then? I mean, you can look up the interview. It's all, his interviews on YouTube. It's a, when he's saying about it, he's very terrified when he's talking about it, and it's a it's a very interesting case. When you know when you when you hear him talk about it, how frightened he is, but he he saw these. Legs up in the tree that were all like yowie legs, if you will. And he managed to get out there safely, apparently. You know, I've even heard people say that that that, that was actually made up from the ABC, which is which ABC is a channel, which is, ABC is a station here in Australia, mm-hmm. a television run by the government, but it's they also have their own radio um, radio station too. I've heard people say that they made the story up just for entertainment. Yes, yeah, so I was a pretty. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, it, pretty, it a, every single time I hear him talk about it, I do get goosebumps. Although, realistically.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumpa dot com. No purchase necessary boywork prohibited by law. Eighteen plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: I'm not too sure. Well, I'm not too sure at all about um what how what I think of the case. You know, if it's real or not.
2: So when when you mentioned the lights before the door getting ripped off the hinges. That sounds very familiar to things that we hear here in the States, that people will see lights in tandem with seeing a Bigfoot. So what are your thoughts on, I mean, are these things tied into the paranormal in any way, shape, or form? What's your opinion on that?
3: I mean, it's quite possible. I know there's there's some researchers here in Australia who, who share that opinion. Yeah, so I I'm not too sure. I, I personally think that they're just a you know normal creature in this earth. That you know, a lot like um, I guess you could say you, you know gorillas get a bit aggressive. Look what happened to that you know kid in the zoo in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I think that they can get aggressive, but I also think that they're just a normal creature on this earth uh, that have yet to be discovered. If that's the case, then how come they haven't been discovered yet, you know?
1: Right.
2: And I mean,
3: surely there would be some DNA samples out there that would turn out to be good or something like that. But, so, I mean, it's possible. I have seen... I mean, when I was up in Queensland, I saw eye shine that, um, at the time that went off, but I'm not too sure what I saw because also there were fire fires in a certain area that could have also made that grow
2: mm-hmm.
3: it's possible that they could be paranormal I'm, not, I'm certainly not dismissing it. that you know when you there's some you know tribal talks about about the Yowie actually being paranormal or being a spirit uh, That there's a tribe the Camillo tribe which is a, of Singleton which is about an hour and a half from me and they there, there's a story there where they're actually the Yowie spirit of death. And hmm. instead of having the A in the name Yowie they had an E. But yeah, that was a that was one of the stories where it would be sent down and it actually took one man off from to the stars or something like that and um was sent down by a Bayami and the Aboriginal god. So uh I mean tribes I think, you know, do talk about the spiritual paranormal aspect to these creatures, Um, which also then, you know, you've got to put that in aspect when you're thinking about these creatures too, what what they could be, you know, I mean, in the end, we haven't got the slightest bit of proof to prove to the world what they are, if they're even real, so until then, we can't, you know, really say, so until then, I'd like to see a lot of people, you know, Keep a bit of a skeptical mind, but at the same time keep an open mind.
2: Uh, Jack, are there are there any pictures or videos online that people can look up right now that you think are legitimate?
3: With the Yowie, there have been compared to people up in the Americas. Been very little claims to them being caught on video or photo, but there is one that I think is interesting and is possible. It is a Steve Piper footage which was shot in the Brindabella Ranges of just outside of Canberra which is the Australian capital and that was shot back in around 2000, 2001 and you see this figure well, it's rather grainy footage um, but you see this figure walking through the bush behind some trees and eventually pops out and you see this figure that could I mean, it could be a person, but at the same time, I find it very interesting, is probably one of our very few... It's probably it's probably the actually the first, from what I can think of, that is of anybody claiming a Yowie caught on video or photo. So um, it was pretty interesting. When I did my research on the Yowies, I found that on, on the internet, and you know, I instantly wanted to... I've always wanted to go down and research the Brindabella Rangers, which I will be doing in June. It's just an interesting piece of footage, I guess, but it's always up for debate, I guess, if it's a mm-hmm. if it's Gowey or if it's, if it's just a man, I guess.
2: I'll have to track that down and try to put that in the show notes. Jack, when you're looking this stuff up, one of the images that always tends to come up is the, I think it's, Two men sitting on a log. It's a black and white photo. I think it's two men. I. It's hard to see the person yeah. on the right. But you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? And it looks like there's a huge figure, a big muscly, like you said, like a gorilla on steroids, sitting behind and to the left of these two people on this log. What is the consensus uh, with you guys that are researching the Yowie? Is that a legitimate photo?
3: Well, that... I don't know how the Yowie got brought into that because I've actually seen an interview with this guy and who took the photo or who was in the photo, and I didn't I didn't really hear him mention um, the Yaoi. This this was a large, um, which is, you know it was a, it's obviously an odd image, but um, it was it was took the photo was taken down in southern New South Wales, you know in throughout New South Wales, I've been on these road trips before, so we can get, uh, there's a lot of very beautiful countryside in that where the Yowie commonly is reported. As far as it goes, there are some researchers who believe it's a legitimate Yowie there, or a Yowie spirit, mm. but uh, I'm not too sure, because this guy's also had some weird experiences around that place as well, that wasn't just that from that photo. Mm, okay, uh, it, so
2: he has a lot of stories, not just oh, look what I found in my picture.
3: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was mm. uh, I think it was the guy taking the photo, where they were there. Is um, oh yeah, uh, it's an interesting one, but it, it, I, I don't think from what he was saying about what was happening, I don't think it was actually a yaoi. It wasn't having experiences with Yowie the Yowie's there. It was something odd. It was a completely new mm. phenomenon. Well, so it's a completely different phenomenon. But there have been... There are some people who believe it's a legitimate Yowie. But I, I don't know. I don't really think it is, has anything to do with the Yowie, in my personal opinion. But, you know. Yeah,
2: at the very least, it's a creepy photo. And that's interesting that some camps think yeah. it's an actual creature and other thing, that it's a spirit of a creature, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think um, I think it's a completely other phenomenon. It could be some sort of weird uh, spirit that haunts that place. Hmm. It doesn't really mean it's a Yowie, although it has sort of a build, if you will, so it has sort of a build of a Yowie, a very tall creature, if you will. Yeah. Uh, very, but you don't see you know, a whole lot of face, um, visual or sort of stuff stuff but um but it's certainly odd.
2: yeah if i saw that in one of my pictures i would probably be like okay i won't come back you have made your point that it's huge <laughs> i'll put that in the show notes if people haven't seen it it's a pretty famous photo or infamous depending on who you talk to right but uh yeah. it's uh it's it's striking if it's just a straight out hoax or pareidolia somehow but, uh, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want to see that in my photo, <laughs> knowing that yeah. I didn't tamper with it.
3: Exactly. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. But, you know, also, um, you do hear sometimes, not just from you know, people here in Australia, but you also hear over in the States, Bigfoot's been described as um, something from Predator. And I'll, I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you, I haven't seen Predator, so like something rather than visible has all the, from what they can pinpoint, has all the features of a Bigfoot. Right. Yeah. So it's like Bigfoot can go invisible, and there's been some here from Australia as well talking about that. Uh, but, yeah.
2: Yeah, we're, we're in a lot of trouble, aren't we, if we're looking for these guys, and they can they can do what Predator can do in the movies. We're in a lot of trouble.
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, yes, we will be. And this movie, they'll probably be, uh, absolutely no chance of us actually proving that, right. that they're out there if they can turn invisible when they want to. But also, uh, I mean, as much as I believe yeah, that be a or for are normal uh, creatures on this earth that can become aggressive like, you know, some humans, but at the same time, I've always thought, I've always asked myself, well then, how come haven't we, all, all these years, we haven't been able to prove to anyone or come up with a decent, you know, DNA sample. So, so, I mean, it's always possible, and always keep an open mind to the fact that it could be spiritual, or even that image could show a Yowie. because um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I I could be wrong, and I'm willing to accept if I'm wrong, the, uh, if, you know, they are spiritual, or something like that.
2: I think that's the best attitude to have, just keep an open mind, but at the end of the day, the... um. The chase is still fun right going out there and doing your research and getting a little yep. scared sometimes is it's fun it, it keeps you on your toes
3: absolutely is yeah and that's what that's, why, that's why, people, why I'm very excited when, when, whenever I get more excited when I go to camp out in areas that have constant activity but very frightening activity at the same time um, like when I was up in Queensland it, it, camping on a couple of areas that have sightings, uh, but very frightening encounters as well. Gymna was just, the, all the place was just, it was very eerie, if you will. You know, very excited to camp out in the Wadigan soon, hopefully this weekend. Uh, in the, the area where people constantly, quite often see the Yowie, uh, if they're camping. The adventure and the fun continues, I guess.
2: Yes. No matter what they might be, it's still fun to go out there.
3: Exactly, exactly. And I mean, I mean, if, if they if they are spiritual compared to being of physical realm, they're going to be much harder to find in general. Um, much harder to prove. It's like, I guess, trying to find, trying to get a decent DNA sample of a ghost. Right. You can't DNA DNA sample of a ghost or you know prove ghosts like that. All you can do is get Video photographic evidence, and then, then you've still got people being sceptical about it, and because um, it's photographic and video evidence, and I've come across a few sceptics before um, who ask for video photographic evidence, mm. and I say, well, that's not what you should be asking for. You should be asking for a DNA sample or a body or something we can physically prove, because right. photographic evidence aren't going to prove the entire species, just like that.
2: No, never through a photo or a video. I don't think that... Uh, me and Sam have had that discussion before, my other co-host, and he thinks that if we got a really, really clear, fantastic photo of a Bigfoot, that it would it would blow the whole thing wide open, and I just I don't agree with that at all. There's just too many people that are too good with Photoshop and other other tools yeah. that can make a really incredible photograph or video. And, and granted, most of them are quite laughable and you are immediately skeptical. But I just, I really do think that at some point we need some DNA. And if that means a body, then that means a body. And I'm not saying go out and kill one, but uh, yeah. maybe somebody, they get run over just like any other animal. Why hasn't that happened yet? I don't know. That's another in the hmm column.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And no matter how good a video or a photograph is, mean, look at the Paris and Gimlin footage, that, that's clear as day. Yeah. You know, that, that, that probably is a Bigfoot. You know, mm-hmm. I personally believe it, but at the same time, it hasn't been enough to prove that Bigfoot's real. Right. And
2: you know? I think that's a Bigfoot too, but I have my days where I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I could be wrong, right? Like it... They exactly. pick that apart so many times, and there's if there's that shadow of doubt, they will. It's it's a no. It's in the no column because science will not accept any shadow of a doubt. It has to be one hundred percent. This is a different species, and this is what it is.
3: Exactly, exactly. So, you know, even this, you know, I've even been asked by a lot of uh, American big researchers who ask me, "Have you? Is there any?" For, you know, footage from Australia of a Yowie that says good as the Patterson Gimel film and all that. And I, and I say, not really, but we have the Steve Piper film <laughs> and, you know, that's, um, po- probably not as clear because it's a bit more grainy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that was back in the 2000s, 2000, 2001, and we're talking about a footage of Bigfoot which was back in the 60s, which is the Patterson Gimel film, uh, being a lot clearer and probably because it wasn't behind all that brush in plain sight. Um, which, you know, yet again, I mean, if that is a real Bigfoot, that would have to be the probably the most impressive research uh, or put, thing ever collected from anyone, you know, ever it, footage ever. Those yeah. would have to be plain, plainly just the most impressive Bigfoot footage ever. Uh, just completely impressive. And um, that's why a lot of people, you know, respect Bob Gimlin and... Uh, Roger Patterson for that footage and I think it's just a very interesting footage and you know it's it, it, it's even been used in a fair bit of ads here in Australia that footage but yeah so it's it's famous worldwide regardless of people into the into into Bigfoot or not but yeah so that that basically that footage was good it was clear it showed something whether it be man in the suit or not the bait way you know continues with that but most people in the bigfoot community believe it but at the same time it you know it hasn't been good enough to prove to the entire world's population that bigfoot exists it hasn't been enough to prove the species or anything um and we're still continuing that search and who knows, one day we might get lucky enough to prove it, but it's a long search ahead.
2: So what do you think, then, out of Australia, what is you guys' best evidence yet for the existence of a yaoi?
3: Well, that one's a hard one. Um, well, I have heard some stuff that there have been actually a yaoi body collected, hmm. and it was sent into a lab to be tested but that that was a government lab or something like that. those people that gave them the the body came back a few weeks later, or something like that and they asked them where it was, and they said we had no record of oh,
2: really? like they so they said they never received it or they lost it or
3: or n- never received it or anything like that. Oh goodness, uh, yeah, so I mean <laughs> that, that that was um. If that, was, if that actually did happen, if they got the body there, if it was actually tested and was, if it was actually came back as a positive Yowie or positive new, new species of something like a primate in Australia that completely matches a Yowie, mm-hmm. then, you know, the whole, that'll probably also prove the whole Bigfoot mystery as well, I guess, or that, 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 you know, be, could very well be real at the same time. Um, so if that had happened, then I mean, but yet again, I'm just hearing that through another researcher. But I mean, I I would have loved something like that to happen. But um, at the same time, where the mystery of the Yowie would be solved, and you know, um, so that that would be a that, that's a long way ahead. I think. I think.
2: Yeah.
3: We haven't proven that the Yowie exists. At least decades ahead, um, before that could ever happen, probably centuries ahead. <laughs>
2: well, at least you're out there and you have plenty of time to do the research, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I hope that one day we can, we can come up with you know, good enough evidence and just say, hey, this is genuine evidence. Put that in the skeptic space and you know, just say, hey, look, we've got evidence. We are not crazy after all. We're all on the right track. We've just proved a completely new species. Yeah. The Yowie species have been imported all, all this time. So, yeah, I mean, who, who knows? One day we might be lucky enough. And whoever, whoever that research is, that, if there is a research course that will end up proving the mystery of the Yowie, then they're, they're going to be the, probably the best Yowie researchers who ever live, if they, if they can do that. But, I mean, you keep on hearing people come up with DNA samples, like, your hair strands, DNA samples. In the end, they always come back as something else. all mm-hmm. you know? I've heard a few stuff of them coming back as unknown primates. Yeah. So I mean, there's nothing yet to prove in the mystery for all these years on. I guess so.
2: Well, Jack, where is the best place for people to find you online?
3: Well, you can you can find my Facebook page, which is. Australian Cryptozoology Research Organisation. And we also have, I have my site, which is research forward slash and also my other site is www.internationalcryptozoology.com and yeah, there's just a few. I also have my YouTube channel, which is Jack the Cryptozoologist. You can find me on those sites.
2: And if anyone is in Australia and wants to shoot a report your way or talk to you about a sighting they had so that you can investigate, is your website probably the best place for them to go to contact you?
3: Yep. Yep. Uh, my blog site. yep, is probably the best place you
2: can go. Well, Jack, thank you so much for doing this. And I know you said you have a, a trip coming up this weekend and then a, a bigger trip coming up in June. So maybe you can come back on and let us know if anything interesting happened.
3: Yep, absolutely. Oh, my bigger trip in June is actually mainly for a scene expedition.
2: Ah, cool.
3: Down in Tasmania, but it'll be a road trip, and it'll probably be about two weeks. Same time I'll be going down doing a little bit of alien big cat or Yowie investigations down that way as well.
2: Well, yeah, I would be up for an update if you would. Absolutely. Well, Jack, thank you so much.
3: Well,
1: I'm so and so. I was given this name by my parents. I've been to such and such a college. I've done these things in my profession. I produce a little bark But it says forget it. That's not true. That's some of the story. That's all gone. That's all past. I want to see the real you you are now. But nobody knows who that is. Because we don't uh, know ourselves except through listening to our echoes consulting our memories, but then there's a real evil, and that again leads us back to this question, uh, who are you? That is the real evil. We shall see how they play with this example, by the co ops to get you to come out of your shell and find out who you are not the same person who uh, a little while ago left the platform if you think you are you are linking your moments up in the chain and this is what binds you to the wheel of birth and death but when you know that every moment in which you are is the only moment this comes into zen the master will say to somebody now get up and walk across the room and he comes back and says where are your footprints Gone. So where are you? Who are you? When we are asked who we are, we usually give a kind of recitation of a history, 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 history,
2: history, history. Further your future with the postgraduate course at the Institute of Art, Design and Technology, Dun Laoghaire. Join us for our virtual open evening on Wednesday 19th of April at 7pm. Find out about our unique industry-focused postgraduate courses in film and media, UX design, cyber psychology, equality, diversity and inclusion, business, art and design. IADT postgraduate open evening, Wednesday the 19th of April at 7pm. Visit iadt.ie.
0: It's not just electric, it's a Mercedes. Mercedes EQ, where luxury is reimagined for a sustainable world. Where iconic design satisfies your desire for better where reducing emissions is exciting. And now Mercedes introduce a new dimension to the EQ range. The all-electric EQB, offering seven seats as standard. The sustainability of all-electric, the luxury of a Mercedes. Discover the all-new all-electric EQB at MSL Ballsbridge Motors.